First of all, start off by asking you, Diggs Duke, about your opening song. Because the first one I believe that I played would have been Gravity. Okay. So, first of all, I want to get one thing right. Who was first, Lefto or Giles Peterson? Giles Peterson. There you go. <laughs> um, and, um, <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> Has Lefto been trying to claim? No, no, not really. Um, I just want to make sure I claim before he claims. Um, so, but anyway, obviously we're both super late because that came quite a long way down anyway, right? Gravity. Yeah. So uh, that was the first one. I released that um, like the end of November. That was your first? That was the first thing I put out, yeah. So you've put out a lot of stuff in that time, in the last year then? In the last year I put out a lot of songs, yeah. That was kind of my strategy, just put out tons and tons of stuff. And I figured people would take notice when they heard just the amount of good stuff I was releasing and being like, hey, who's this guy? And who is this guy? Where are you from? How old are you? Where are you going? I'm 27. I'm from Gary, Indiana, which is a little southeast of Chicago. It's like pretty much the next town over. It's a, it's a small steel town. It's like a Michael Jackson's family's from there. That's the big claim. Jackson 5 is from there. And uh, yeah, it's a cool place. A lot of, lot of, lot of uh, charisma. It's one of my favorite words, charisma. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my dad was a musician too. He uh, played trombone and uh, French horn. He used to play back in the day. He'd sub for Commodores when they were first starting out and stuff. He, he wasn't on any records or anything, but he, um, he, you know, when they came through town, he's from they're from uh, Alabama. When they come through town, he'd be in the band or something, Barry White or just whoever. Pretty exciting. As he was young, too. He was like 19 or something, I think. And he's still a musician today? No. He actually became a lawyer. He was like part-time lawyer, part-time musician, and then he stopped being a musician eventually. And just now he's just he's not, he's doing something else now. But but that was my start in music. I, my first lesson was piano. I was like four years old, and I started taking piano lessons. And I took about three of them, and then at the, the third one, I just started crying. <laughs> I don't know why I was crying, but, it, you know, you're a kid. You sometimes you just start crying for no reason. I mean, maybe I do that sometimes now, too. I don't even... <laughs> but uh, then I started drums. I've been playing drums ever since. That's my first instrument, actually, ironically, because I don't have drums on any of my records so far, but... uh I guess that answers some of the questions. Sure. And uh, <laughs> when did you move to Washington, D.C., then? Uh, a few years ago. Um, my sister went to Howard, which is there. My mother lives there. And um, so I went there for a little while, and then I went to Maine. I had a friend that was playing with bluegrass bands, and um, my buddy invited me to go up there. We had a nice house on the ocean, and I was telling Alex about it. We uh, we just pretty much just wrote. I just wrote music. That's why I went up there. That was when I released Gravity. I was like, I'm going to go up there and write music. And I did, and it worked. <laughs> Fall is a fall. 
from their respective place of being All of the windows were open I imagine mountains each and every time you breathe Meaningless words were spoken Yesterday, which uh, was in in Amsterdam, it's your first time in London, right? This is my first time in London. I've been to Europe before. I went to Paris a couple of years ago, but um, it's my first time in London and Amsterdam. So, getting a feel for for the areas still. For the areas, we're going to go for a drive. Oh yeah, I'll show you some of the uh, the darker secrets of London town. I like dark secrets. I know you do. Um, <laughs> all right, so first EP was Gravity. EP? It was EP. All of the, all of the stuff I've been releasing is EP just so I can move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, so you've yeah. got your website. I mean, it's amazing when you go to your site and you see the amount of music you've done in the last sort of 18 months. It's, it's, it's an awful lot of output you've made. Yeah. Um, after Gravity came... Black Gold. Black Gold was a project I released with a soul website in... Uh, in the U.S. and Alabama, uh, called Bama Love Soul, and they helped me out with it, supported a lot with it, uh, promoted, and uh, thank them for that. But uh, yeah, that was the second one. That one wasn't as good as the first one. It had a, a couple of standout songs on it. Something in my soul is one I'm really, I really liked, and a lot of people resonated with, even though it only had a few lyrics. That's kind of my thing. Is like I like to keep things concise as far as lyrics, so people can take it in. I mean, I feel like a lot of songs, just uh, especially at first listen. You're not, you don't get all the lyrics, but with my songs, I feel like you, since it's so few lyrics, everything means, like, there's no filler, so you get the point as soon as you hear it, you know?
I love the way your tracks build, man. Yeah. Just build, no vocals. You get it at the end, then it goes. Yeah. And another thing is I try not to put a whole bunch of ad-libs in, you know, singers and writers, they always want to say something before, even rappers, you know, they're like, uh, 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 <laughs> what's up? You know, I just, if I'm not singing, I'm not talking. That's the way I feel. Just keep focus on what it should be focused on. You've brought some influences with you today. I did. So what should we play? Having played music from the Gravity and the Black Gold EPs, what shall we play at this point? My, of my influences or my music? Um, I think we should play some influences. Okay. Um, since we're in England, one of my biggest, biggest influences is Nick Drake. Love Nick Drake. Absolutely love Nick Drake. I think he was a great, just a great writer and the way he played guitar and just had an original conception of music. So um, one of these things first um, is one of, it's just a great, great composition. I love the melody about it. The arrangement on it is great. And and just his voice and just always had kind of like a happy melancholy in it or something. I don't know how you would describe it or maybe just melancholy, but um, something it's, it's like melancholy and joyful at the same time, you know. Could have been a sailor, could have been a cook A real life lover, could have been a book I could have been a signpost, could have been a clock As simple as a cattle, steady as a rock I could be here and now I would be, I should be, but how? I could have been But what are these things first? I could have been Could have been your pillar, could have been your door I could have stayed beside you, could have stayed for more I could have been your statue, could have been your friend A whole long lifetime could have been be oh so true I would be I should be through and through I could have been A 
simple as a cutter, steady as a rock. I could be even here. I would be, I should be, sunny here. I could have been. Where did you hear someone like Nick Drake? It interests me because it's very local in a way. For, I have no idea. To the UK. I have no idea. Oh, you know what? I do have an idea. I think it was like six or seven years ago and Brad Meldow, the pianist, was playing uh, Riverman. And um, I really liked that song and I wanted to hear the original version. So I looked up Riverman and I liked that better than the Brad Meldow version, obviously. And so I just kind of started exploring all of his mm. other stuff mm. and did you hear the andy bay version of riverman i did i did i love andy bay i love andy bay that's a beautiful version well i'll tell you what let's play andy bay's riverman okay and then we'll play let's play nine winning wives after that okay yeah that's first on my list If it tells me all he knows 
by the way its river flows. I don't suppose it's meant for me. latest EP that I've had, which is the Mass Exodus EP, although there's a part one and a part two of that, is there? Mm-hmm. Which one came first? Um, not the one with Nine Winning Wives is is volume one. And that you didn't go sort of volume two first for some no, obscure no. reason? <laughs> no. Right, but you seem, more, you seem more content with volume one. Much more, yeah. I feel like it's more, um, I mean, it's more consistent. I was trying more stuff out on volume two. I wanted to see, you know... I mixed my vocals with B. Jamel, who's a friend of mine and uh, also a vocalist in D.C. And uh, I wanted to see what that sounded like. Just with not singing lyrics, but just a mixture of male and female vocals. And then I had another um, violinist, Vaughn Octavia, who's also a D.C. resident, um, play violin. Because I like to have female energy around me. I mean, it's it just provides a different type of energy. I see so many dudes with bands full of dudes. And it's just... <laughs> it's not... It's just the same type of energy, you know what I mean? I get that. Yeah. I get it. I'm with you. Nothing worse than turning up at the airport as a DJ and being picked up by boys. <laughs> just a, just a, tip, a tip to promoters. <laughs> Send the girls to the airport, make the artists feel comfortable and in a joyful mood. Exactly. Which is what we all want at the concert time. I want to play this uh, great version that you did of Is It Love for Thundercat. Let you out of my sight 
gave out And so is mine It was the best thing for you covers often uh i'm i want to keep it to people that are out now like i feel like there's such a nostalgic um view of music amongst people who really like music they're always talking about you know oh this isn't as good as that but really when you have people like thundercat making you know songs like is it love even if you didn't like that version it's such a great song you know i feel like songs like that should just be put into the lexicon of just general good musicians everywhere you know such a great song so uh, as far as covers i want to keep it to the people that are out now so i'll cover things like mm. is it love obviously i've heard covered herbie but that's just i just love herbie i've covered uh some emily king stuff that i haven't really put out but i played something yesterday played georgia from emily king well emily king the songwriter mm-hmm. she was in london yesterday really yeah i was meant to go and see her she was she was uh supporting um Emily Sanday at the Royal Albert Hall, who's a kind of big British soul singer who was made famous during the Olympics, really, because she was singing at the opening and at the closing ceremony. But yeah, Emily King. So that's a bit odd because I just, I personally knew about her more as a songwriter for others. Has she kind of got a name for herself in the States as an artist? Um, I think she's just starting to right now because she was, she did an album before that and Excuse me, I think the, the album that she just did, Seven, was a lot better. It seemed like a lot more free. It seemed like more of her her ideas right. of music. And she was stuff. going to come here today. I would have loved to meet her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Next time, you know. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her music. That's interesting. Yeah. So you do an Emily King cover. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So you'd, you wouldn't cover somebody who's dead. So you wouldn't do a version of, a, you wouldn't do a version of uh, Mysterioso by Thelonious Monk. You'd rather do... If I was going to do a cover of Monk, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's this one song he has on the Genius of Modern Music, I think. It's like... It's just like something quirky that I could really work with, make funky, you know? I can't remember the name of that song. Thank 
choice brian blade fellowship as chosen by diggs duke special guest podcast action in the basement at brownswoods and i was talking to you about brian blade recently the drummer i remember i was saying that because i asked you who your favorite drummer or rhythm section were and you was like brian blade and i was like well i don't remember an album that i've that's grasped me by him although i, I appreciate mm-hmm. he's like so well received and respected by all the musicians but mm-hmm. i should listen again right yeah listen again and they're all different they're not hugely different but he has three albums i believe and um, my favorite is the first um but they're all a little bit different and they all bring something something different to the table you know they, i think they get a little more aggressive as uh time goes on 
The first one was really light. I kind of like mid-tempos and soft music um, for the most part. I mean, I like some hard shit sometimes, but for the most part, I gravitate towards like nice melodies and harmonies and, and mid-tempos. I'm looking forward. I think he's playing with Chick Corea next week. I think Chick Corea is... Or is he in... Is it, no, he's in Wayne Shorter's band, right? He is in Wayne Shorter's band, yeah. Yeah, Danilo which is... Perez and uh, John Patitucci. Currently the best band in the world. In you, jazz. You could say that. Yeah, that's what they tell me. I mean, I, I, know, <laughs> I know I've got to go and see Wayne Shorter. I, everyone, everyone who's proper jazz fans who um, just said to me, you've got to see this Wayne Shorter band. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to see any jazz concert. Really? In the next year, go and see Wayne Shorter. Okay. Who's just signed to Blue Note. Yeah, recently. He's coming out. I can't remember the name of the album, but they already have like the track listing and stuff up on the <laughs> on the this website. Brian Blades, Diggs Duke, great version of Thundercat. Is this love? Is it love? Is that a cover version? Is that George Duke? It's, it's... No, no, no. That's uh, For Love I Come. That's right. But it sounds a bit George Duke. Uh, yeah. A lot of it sounds, mm. yeah. Def- that was a really great album. Um, did you listen to the new Flying Lotus? Golden. I did. He's all over that as well, isn't he? Yeah. The cat. Yeah, they're friends, I think. Mm. Well, they're definitely, I've seen videos, they're friends. Yeah, he's all over that stuff. I'm a big fan of Flying Lotus too. Would you um, move to LA at this point? Because there's so much going on there? I don't know, man. I'm a Midwest kid. It's slow where I come from. LA's a little bit too too much. And you got to drive everywhere. And I don't like driving. I crash into shit. <laughs> so, so uh, I don't know. Maybe if the money was right. If I had something going on out there, you know. Well, I think you're going to be making some soundtracks and some scores and some movie work, right? It's got to happen from you. I'll think. send them that shit in the email. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I, yeah, definitely. Definitely. What um, films have you seen recently what, that you thought, this is a good soundtrack, this is a good score? Shit, man, I just saw one. I saw, the, I saw um, this was good this week, I just saw um, The Master with, mm. uh, you know, that was uh, the guy, Johnny Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Brilliant score. I didn't that. see a recent movie, this movie's really old, but it's an Alfred Hitchcock movie called Marnie, and Bernard Herrmann does the score, and he's just amazing. At, he was just amazing. At that, that, that was probably the best score um, I've heard recently, but that was from like 1950 or something like that. But great score. Let's find some of that. Yeah, the theme from from Marnie is a great, great, great one.
tracks from your amazing recent EP Mass Exodus music made in Washington DC mm-hmm. and you've done it all yourself which has been amazing and you've had a really you know when I tweeted about you recently I, don't, I can't remember why I just Instagrammed you and me in New York or something and a lot of people kind of got on that and was like oh yeah I love Diggs Jukes so in a short space of time you've managed to really build something yeah I think people like the fact that um, they can tell that I'm just about music. I mean, that I've put a lot of work in. I mean, I used to sleep in a practice room. It was a, when I was in college, I didn't want to go home. And I always tell people this, but I didn't want to go home because I didn't know any musicians. And so I just slept in a practice room for like four, four months and just practiced every day, all day. So I think people can f- hear that type of stuff in music, that how much I care about it, you know. And um, it just, just resonates. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Pretty happy with it. Outside of music, what are your interests? Music? <laughs> no, no. Um, just hanging out with my girl, pretty much. And that's pretty much all I do, man, is music. Tell the truth. I mean, you read, right? You read quite a lot. Yeah. Obviously, you've got a book I like under your arm. I, um, right now, I'm reading this book. It's really literal. It's called uh, The World as First Seen by Its Explorers. I mean, the America as First Seen by Its Explorers. It's just like about the first interactions between Europeans and native people when they first got to America and it's like diaries and stuff of their impressions of each other and their impressions of the land. And then I'm also reading uh Duke Ellington biography. I'm always reading something about Duke Ellington. I just love Duke Ellington. 
So it's that's, a biography. That's where the name comes from. Yeah, because ever since I was little, I've just loved Duke Ellington. I just thought he was so cool. Loved his music. Um, he was probably the first jazz musician I got into as a youngster. So uh, ever since then, I've just been, I just think he's so cool, man. <laughs> I think everything he did was cool. Yeah. Everything about him, the way he managed his band, the music he wrote, the way he looked, the way he talked, everything. I just love him. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because nothing's ever been written dark about Duke Ellington. There's mm -hmm. nothing. It's just positive, isn't it? It's, yeah. Um, when you read about his life, though, it's crazy because he's. I mean, he lived a life, but uh, you know, he just he he just he knew what he was. He knew showbiz. He knew how to, you know, uh, get get his point across what his personality is without giving away his complete life you know how would somebody like that have worked in the internet age oh man that's i don't even know if that's a question that can be answered i'm not sure it is a whole other thing now isn't it because you just some people just blossom with this added aid for their art yeah. others just get totally lost in it and it takes away all their confidence somehow. yeah yeah that's true it's it's easy to get lost. I don't know what, how he would fare in the internet age. I mean, a lot of his... He had a... Irving Mills was using a lot of practices like advertising and promotion practices that they still use in the industry today. So he had he had good promotion. So I'm sure he would probably do okay. <laughs> Just depends on the progression of music and stuff. I still don't think anybody's really done anything to elaborate on what he did. Good honestly. point, good point. What should you we know? play? Let's finish off of a Duke. With some Duke. There's this song from his collaboration with Count Basie album called To You and it's both Basie band and Duke Ellington band playing a Thad Jones song or yeah Thad Jones and it's just great it's huge sound huge sound thank you very much for coming in sure sure 